To be a wordsmith is defined as a person who writes, an author, a journalist, a person who commits their thoughts to paper. But I believe it is so much more. The ability to craft a story, to change lives, transport the ordinary life to an extraordinary place, to put words on paper and awaken the imagination in ways that the reader never dreamed possible. Yes, to have the ability to see what isn't there and make you see it too. To awaken the senses in new and amazing ways like feeling a cool breeze on a hot summer day on your cheek. To smell wildflowers as they bloom. To taste a delicacy on foreign soil. To feel like you've never felt before. Touching places long forgotten. Connecting your soul in new ways. That's what writers do. It's my pleasure to host Carolina Writers Speak, a new podcast, a chance to hear actual writers' voices, hear what inspires them, experience their trials and their struggles, and realize that we all have a story and it's worth telling. Good morning, this is Rose with Carolina Writers Speak. Today, our guest is Kimothy Monroe, and Kimothy is a retired sheriff's deputy, and he has a new book out called Monster Eyes, and this is a really, really cool book. It's about a case that he followed. Well, let me just let him tell you about it. Good morning, Kimothy. Good morning, Rose, and thank you for having me on your podcast this morning. I'm excited to have you. Your book is fabulous. I've had a chance to get into a couple of chapters of it. I had to wrestle it out of my sister's hands. Um, tell us a little bit first, though, about you. Only if you promise to stay awake. I will, definitely. <laughs> I'm a retired law enforcement officer with over 30 years of service. I started my career with the Smithfield Police Department many moons ago under the direction of Chief Joseph Pierce. I stayed with Smithfield PD for a few years, and I later transferred to the Selma Police Department, which is literally the next town over. Uh, that was under the direction of Chief Charles Hicks, otherwise known by town folks as Chief Buckley Hicks. <laughs> I remember him. <laughs> How about that? I decided to transfer to Selma because Chief Hicks allowed me to continue my education. And uh, I subsequently became a graduate of the Great North Carolina Central University in Durham. So I stayed with Selma for a while, and I got a job with the North Carolina Crime Control, which is headed by the governor. And I stayed there for a while and decided I wanted to go back into my true love, which was real crime fighting. And I took a job with the Longbrook Police Department. Uh, I started there as a beat cop. That worked my way up through the ranks and became uh, and retired the interim chief there. And now <laughs> I'm just an old retired guy who loves fishing and spending time with friends and family as much as possible. Well, there's That's nothing wrong with that. You certainly have served the community well, without a question. Well, thank you. So, tell us about your book, Monster Eyes, because this is so fascinating. I'm glad you read it, so you can kind of move along with me. Um, I was an investigator for many years while I was with Longbirds, and I've investigated many cases, but none as intriguing as the case discussed in Monster Eyes. It had so many turns, and it wasn't, it wasn't a case of the usual suspect, as you, you know. Uh-huh. It was a case that rocked a small town for two 
two long years until the killer was apprehended and arrested. It's about a young man who was full of rage, who brutally killed two women in this small town. A borderline serial killer is what he was. Monster Eyes is a, a fictional book based on true events. It's a real psychological thriller. The title is intriguing in itself, Monster Eyes. Yes. And it was kind of created by a young child who actually saw the monster. I get asked the question a lot, why did you write this book? But my answer is always the same. Buy the book and you won't be disappointed. <laughs> For sure. Another, another question I'm frequently asked, Rose, is why the killers commit these crimes and kill these women? Well, hopefully that question will be answered in the prequel. My plan is to actually interview the killer and allow the readers to get a real feel of what goes through the mind of a killer. So that's kind of what Monster Eyes is about, intimizing it. That's really, really interesting. I, I used to watch the show Criminal Minds, and it's so fascinating to, to really take a peek it in really there, is. you know, and see what they're made of. It's, it's frightening, but it's it's fascinating, too. It's, it's very frightening, Rose, because people just don't realize and understand, you know, what goes through other people's minds, you know? True. What do we have a, a world where people are killing people and harming people with this? committing all these crimes, and it could be your next-door neighbor. You never know. It could be the postman. So it pays people to be aware of their surroundings all the time. And uh, just be diligent and be alert. I agree 100%. You know, those of us like myself are naive because we've never been exposed to that kind of crime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't even know what people are capable of, and that's the part that's scary. That's the scary part. And, you know, the media and the world has desensitized us all to really bad violence so much. When I was young, you know, a really bad thing was a car wreck that somebody died. And now it's like an everyday occurrence and nobody bats an eye. And that's sad. That's right. It's sad for our society. That's right. I agree with you 100%. It's a daily activity. I mean, every hour. And, you know, you turn on the news any time of day and you see the same thing over and over and over again. It's really frightening. It is. It truly is. So um, I think your book is a beautiful way to wake people up and make them take a look at this other life that's out there and thriving. And, you know, be aware and stay away from that stuff and make sure that you guard yourself and protect yourself against it. I agree, Rose. It's just not, the monster is just not about murder and mayhem. Right. It is to awaken the individual, to awaken the reader so they can share this information and be aware of what's around me and Think in advance. It talks about how people dealt with their issues in the aftermath. How do you prevent these things from happening? What do I need to be aware of? And this is what Monster Eyes is all about. So I want it to be a teaching tool rather than just a, a good read. I think that's really, really great because, you know, you think about I, when we had the hurricane and I flooded, I had PTSD about that really bad. And for two years, I couldn't sleep if it rained. I cannot imagine right. going through a tragedy like like somebody murdering somebody I know or almost murdering me. How would you recover? Yeah. And You know? I know. I know. It's, it's, it's very difficult, I'm sure, because I've had interaction with people during the aftermath. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is a difficult thing for families to get back together and get back to their, their normal. Uh, it's very hard. And it's really sad to see people go through these traumatic events, you know? Yeah, definitely. So you have another book that you're working on? 
I'm not currently working on it, Rose. Right now, I'm going to table that, but I do plan on writing another book. And for that book, I want to interview the actual killer himself. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to let him tell his story. Yeah. And so the next book will not be coming from me, but coming directly from him. So it gives really a chance to understand, maybe, yeah. or, you know, get an idea of what goes through the mind of an actual killer. So that's my plan for you know, in the future. I love that. Now, if you let me, let me elaborate just a little bit, when now I have a screenplay in the making. Oh, cool. Uh, Tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we have some folks out in California who's working on, this, uh, working on the screenplay for me. They've been working on this thing for about probably six months now. We're trying to get it right because once the screenplay is done, we hope to package it and maybe do a short film. And hopefully after the short film is completed, we can move on to bigger and better things. That's my hope. Yeah. So tell me about, first let's go back to Monster Eyes for a second. Tell me and our listeners where we can get your book, because that's how we get started. Uh, You can find Monster Eyes on most major online merchants, like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Walmart. You can get it on Kindle, as well as many more online merchants. They can also be purchased by records and page publishers at, here's a number, let me find it, 866-315-2708, or from their website at pagepublishing.com. The cost of the book is $14.95 for a soft cover and $24.95 for a hardcover. Now, tell me about the publishing company. So, you traditionally published? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I published with Page Publishing Company out of Pennsylvania. Um, it was a uh, interesting ordeal. This is the first time I've written a book before in my life, and uh, Page Publishing was really helpful getting me from point A to point Z. Um, they walked me through it, gave me information, gave me advice, shared information, and gave me a, a, a full printout of what they were able to do, what they wanted to do, and gave me a timeline of when they would finish it. And so that was really helpful for me. So they made it a little easy for somebody who was easily intimidated like me. I can't imagine you being intimidated, but I can see where it does make it easy to have a roadmap and know what where you got to be when. It really does. <laughs> it really, I'm used to writing police reports and not writing a book. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I, I would think police reports would be harder. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your book, Monster Eyes, is available everywhere, and Timothy's name is like Timothy, but with a K. And then Monroe, can you spell your last name too, so we can make sure M O N R O E is that right? That is correct. Tim- and me, Rose. A lot of people get my first name wrong. Mm-hmm. I usually spell that name correctly, of course, but people will change my K to a T. Yeah, and they'll still call me Timothy, but it is Timothy with a K. Right. Timothy Monroe, Monsterize, and you can get it at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and all the places you normally buy your books and probably locally in some of the bookstores. I don't know. I haven't, haven't visited the bookstores, Rose, since I've written Monsterize, but hopefully they are there. But since COVID has hit us and hit us hard, I really haven't been marketing a whole lot and I really haven't been doing a whole lot of experiences because of that. Right. Uh, so now I'm just trying to get back started again and get out there again. So hopefully my Hopefully you'll see my book everywhere. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, something that will really help an author for people to know is if a big store like Barnes & Nobles has it on their website, they'll order it for you. And if you go in and ask for it, sometimes they'll go ahead and start stocking them. So that's always a good thing to help each other out is to ask for people that you know that have a book out there for the store to carry it. Uh, I will certainly do that. You know, if you don't know, you got to ask. Absolutely. They'll even set up book signs for you if you ask them um, about that. So that's good to know, too. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Rose. Now, let's get back to your screenplay. So tell me about writing a screenplay. Me, myself, I don't have a lot of information on writing a screenplay. I just hired the professionals to do it for me. To take your uh, book and convert it, kind of? I'm sorry, go ahead. To take your book and convert it to a screenplay? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, I've had a, what we call a producer who was doing all these things for me. Uh, and, and getting me where I need to be as far as, you know, completing this this project. Uh-huh. And however, uh, he actually passed away from COVID. Oh, so Lord. To, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was very unfortunate. Very nice man. Yeah. Very professional. I knew exactly what he was doing. But since his passing, it's been a slow process for me. For me. So I'm kind of restarting uh, this century again, all over again, almost from ground zero. Because right. he had done so much, but he took all of his information with him. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it's okay. Uh, we're getting through it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm sure that that you'll people just need to know about it because it'll sell. It's a fantastic story, and, and it's a local story, you know, to North Carolina. So that's, you know, a big thing to tout is that we we live here in North Carolina, and we think, you know, big crime happens in big towns and other places that don't happen here. So, you know, Little Smithfield and, and, and that little area, good to know that that's real possible anywhere. Yep, that's exactly right. And, you know, you know Rose, it's, it's, uh, it was a small town uh, where these homicides occurred, and if people are interested in Monster Eyes. I really was in no rush to complete the mission or complete the project, but... When I tell people about it, I get passionate about it. And they feel my passion, and everybody says, hey, finish that book. Finish that book. I want to read it. Do it. Yeah. And with that encouragement, I finished the book in about a year after I started, after I retired. That's wonderful. You know, it, it, writing a book is a very, very tedious project. And kudos for finishing it and getting it on the market. So many people start and never get that far with it. So, that's a big accomplishment you should be very proud of. I am now. You know, you don't really realize the magnitude of your accomplishment until people start talking about it and congratulate you on it and tell you how good this project is, you know? Yeah. I'm my own worst, I'm my own worst critic, but, you know, it's good to hear other people's opinion. I always ask the readers to please give me your honest opinion about Monster Rise because it, it helps me uh, and it gives me information going forward. Absolutely. Now, tell me about the, the project that you said you wanted to table and talk about later, your next book. Can you uh, talk about that at all? Well, it's in my head. Okay. Not on paper yet, but it's in my head. Okay. I have made contact, however, with the uh, family of the killer. Uh -huh. And we have been corresponding quite a bit about uh, future plans and the prequel. Uh, because I plan on involving not only the killer, but the killer's family as well, because they had to go through an ordeal as well. Yes, they do. Uh, and they, they know me, they understand me, and they trust me. So with the prequel, he's really going to get some raw, 
firsthand information from people who know, people who have experienced this trauma, uh, and people who want to help others. And that's the main basis for the prequel, to let people understand and know how these things come about and what they can do to prevent it from happening, how to deal with the aftermath, and surrounding themselves and bonding closer with their family and friends. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's a huge ordeal to, I would imagine, to just, you know, realize that that could happen and somebody in your family that you know committed those crimes. Yes, yes. yes. It can tear a family up sometimes, but it can bring you so close because nobody has the answers. Yeah. But you think we look for each other for comfort and for answers and for solace, you know? Yes, yes. I think that'll be an exciting... Any idea when that'll happen, maybe in 2024? That would be a good projection. It okay. really would. I want to get the screenplay out, out off the table first before I start the book. Because mm-hmm. I, I want to be bombarded from two sides. And I want, I want to stay focused on one project before I begin the other. So 2024 would be a good projection. That makes sense, because most people do a book a year. I mean, you know, there's superstars that do a book a month, but... If you could average a book a year, you'd be doing very well. <laughs> a book a month is not me. Trust me. <laughs> Myself either. I I, uh, I was prisoner during COVID and I wrote a book. And I, I haven't been as diligent since. And I certainly don't want to ever go through that again to get one. I'd rather market them for other people. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. I understand. <laughs> I was just looking at your ratings on Amazon for your book, and you've got 50 ratings, and they're 4.2 or higher. So that's really, really amazing. You know, good job on that. People like your book. Well, thank you. Uh, I haven't looked at the ratings. I haven't looked at the ratings in a long time. Trust me. I looked at it at the beginning when you know Mark Riley saw it just to see how things were going. But it's something I don't really look at a whole lot. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. But I guess I should because it keeps me inspiration. But I appreciate that reading, and I appreciate the readers reading Monster Eyes and, and liking it and giving me feedback on it because I, I want that, and uh, I trust the, trust the people as I hope they would trust me. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one good thing to note about ratings is that when you're on Amazon and you hit 50 ratings, then that puts you in a different algorithm and they start helping you market your book more. So that 50 wow. ra- ratings is a, a benchmark. Wow. Well, you have teaching me so much this morning. I appreciate that because I did not know that. 50 ratings is really, really hard to get. And, you know, since you haven't twisted these people's arm and put a gun to their head and they've just done this of their own accord means it's a great book and people need to buy it. Wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And I do believe that people need to buy it. It is a really good book, if I say so myself. I agree. Um, you know, it's, not, it's not about me. It's about the community. It's about the people. And it's real-life events that, that have, have occurred over the years. And uh, I don't think anybody will be disappointed in Monster Eyes. It's a short book. Uh, it's only 154 pages, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that 154 pages, it's packed full of information. It takes the reader right on the scene. So as you're reading this book, you, you, you have an introduction of who I am, but you start to get into the, the crime, and it puts the reader on the scene where the reader feels the crime. And as I go, as I progress through the book, the reader progresses with me. So it gives you a bird's eye view on what happened, how it happened, and it gives them a chance to try 
figure out what happened or who did it. So please buy Monsterize because I really don't think you'd be disappointed. You'll like it. I, I think you will too. In fact, Saturday I want you to bring me another one because my sister told me that she wanted her own copy so she doesn't have to share with me. <laughs> Tell your sister I said thank you very much. I will. I definitely will. But she told me, be sure to remind you of that. <laughs> you got it. Anything else you want to share with our listeners this morning? Uh, Are you available for speaking engagements about your book and, and welcoming things like the Civitan Clubs and, and those kind of things? Yes, I am. I am. I'm available. And you can contact me uh, through my Facebook page at monsterizedauthor.com, uh, uh, monsterizedauthor, uh-huh. um, or my email at monsterizedauthor at yahoo.com. Very nice. Very nice. Because I think you would make a fascinating speaker about your book, and um, I think that the, the civic organizations around the, the country, they're always needing speakers, and this would be a great topic for them. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I hope so. You know, you, the other day you asked me about, you know, what kind of obstacles I had. Yes. Uh, in writing this book, you know, and I, and I was thinking about your question, and my answer was, it would be kind of simple. And the only obstacle, I think, in my opinion, is one step. Yes. I talked with so many people who have, like, great interest in writing a book. But when I asked them, you know, what are you waiting for? Your answer seems to be always the same. I don't have the time. I just didn't do it. Or maybe I will someday. Well, <laughs> I was that person years before I wrote Monster Eyes. I wrote a lot of notes during these crimes. But I just put them aside for about eight or nine years until I retired. Suddenly, I had a lot of time on my hands. Right. But I didn't really move forward until I was encouraged by my friends and family. That's when I put pen to paper and finished the book in about a year. So my words are those aspiring to write or do anything else. Believe in yourself first and believe in your project. Be excited about your project and surround yourself with people who, who really care about you. And real people, people who believe in you but willing at the same time to give you constructive criticism. But, you know, the major obstacle is you. So believe in yourself and believe in what you do. I just want to share that with people because I didn't think my project was important. I didn't think it was interesting for people, but once I got feedback, it encouraged me to start and finish the project, and here I am. Well, you know, that that is so true. Um, I published a magazine and wrote articles for it and for other magazines 10, 12 years, and I didn't feel like I was an author until I held that book in my hand that I wrote, and I had written and been published in gobs of places. But writing that book and finishing it, that was a whole different thing. That's right. It puts you on another level mentally. It does. It truly does. And it's a hard yeah. place to, to get to and make yourself believe, I'm an author. <laughs> I mean, right. I really am. <laughs> that's right. You're exactly right. <laughs> so, so that's a pretty pretty cool thing to have behind your accolades is that you wrote a book. It is. It is. So thank you so much for being on the show this morning. I'm really excited to talk to you, and I love your book, and I can't wait to finish it. And hopefully this coming week I'll have some time to finish it up. Um, we'll see you Saturday at the workshop. 
Triangle East yeah. Writers is doing a series of workshops this year. If you're interested in learning about writing or how to market your book or anything in the industry at all, you get to meet publishers, you get all kinds of cool opportunities at this series of writers workshops. Go to triangleeastwriters.com for more information. So thank you, Bunches, Kimothy, and I'll see you Saturday. Thank you, Rosemary. Can I say one more thing? You can, you can talk as much as you want. <laughs> you don't want me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has any comments or like to personally correspond with me, please contact me at my website at monsterizedauthor.com or my Facebook page at monsterizedauthor at yahoo.com. I want to thank you, Rose, for inviting me on your podcast this morning, and I want to thank all the listeners and the readers of Monsterize. And I want everybody to remember this. Somewhere, someone's eyes are watching you. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Everybody has a story. Just let your mind drift away and find yours. I know it's out there. What are you waiting for?